The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field on Friday, continuing their preparation for Monday night football against the New York Giants. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, as well as defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, and defensive end Frank Clark and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll kick things off with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Frank Clark and Dave Tope. Here's Eric Bieniemy. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everyone, and hopefully everyone's families have remained safe. Uh, coming off a tough, uh, tough loss from last weekend, I didn't think we played very well uh, as an offense. The thing I can take away from that that was good, I thought we had a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose uh, in the second half. Hopefully we can build off of that. Our guys have done a heck of a job of locking in and focusing in to get back on track. But it's our job to make sure they're ready to go and play 60, compl- 60 consecutive minutes on Monday. With that said, I'm all ears. How do you coach a team that's in a turnover rut like you guys are? I mean, obviously, Pat knows not to throw it to the other guys, and Cole Arden knows to hold on to the ball. What, how do you coach it? You, 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 uh, you, you keep coaching. You don't change anything. You keep coaching all the fundamentals and all the necessary things that have helped them to get to a point to where that wasn't an issue. At the end of the day, no one ever wants to go into a game turning over the football. But at a certain time, things happen. And so the thing that we need to do is make sure that we have the wherewithal to, to overcome the adversity and make something positive happen. So just like I told the guys, we got to learn to create our own luck. We've been very blessed and fortunate for a number of years. But now it's time for us to create our own luck by getting out of our own way. I don't believe that. You know, I don't think that at, that at all. Uh, on top of that, you got to get the team, the other team, some credit. You know, Tennessee did a hell of a job. You know, let's 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 be frank. Let's be honest. They kicked our ass. Okay. So when you get your ass kicked, you reevaluate everything. And so guys got to take a look at themselves. Coaches got to take a look at themselves. And then we got to make sure that we're dotting all our I's and crossing our T's and making sure that we're doing what is right for our team to make sure they're mentally ready, but on top of that, physically ready to play as well. Yesterday, Patrick talked about guys that uh, are stepping up on the offensive side. Uh, Byron Pringle is one of those guys. What are you saying from him? You know what? Pringle's done a heck of a job. He had the unfortunate play against the Chargers, 
And the thing that you love about that kid is that, you know, as a free agent coming out of K-State, <laughs> this kid has had to overcome a lot since he's been here. You know, he gets hurt uh, his first year, then he comes back the second year fighting for a roster spot. You know, he starts off on the practice squad. But, you know, I'm not shocked nor surprised what uh, Pringle has put on tape and what he's displayed each and every week because that's, that's the person, that's who he is. And one thing that he does, and he takes a tremendous amount of pride in, is learning from his mistakes. He never wants to put us in that predicament ever again. So he's going to do whatever he can to make the very most of every opportunity that is presented to him. Getting back to the turnovers, do you feel like those or any other players are a good result of, of guys maybe pressing a little bit, just trying to do too much? Well, I, I, I think that's probably more than anything that, that collectively as an offense that we've been trying to do. And one thing is, and I understand, these guys live in a social media uh, day and age where they feel the pressure of, of being perfect. There's no such thing as uh, perfection. We want to strive for it, okay? And you want to try to achieve it, but it's tough, okay? So when it's all said and done with, you want your guys to let their personality show. Be yourselves. Relax. Go play football. This game is meant to be fun. When our guys are having fun, when they're relaxed, when they're playing for a purpose, and when they're accountable to one another, that's when we're at our best. And that's where we just got to dig down and find and make sure that we're putting that out on Sundays. It seems like that would be a little bit of a chicken or the egg thing as far as, you know, the guys might relax once things are going well. They might press once things are going well. Do you feel like you need just a, a couple of things to, to maybe bounce in your favor and then you'll, you'll see that? And, and here's the thing. I, I'll say this again. We have to create our own luck. We got to get out of our own way. We got to eliminate the penalties. We got to stop being our worst enemy. And I think if we can get out our, our own way and start playing against the opponent, we, we have a chance. Coach, you uh, a couple of questions. One, Josh Gordon, I know uh, I think you may have mentioned stuff to the coaching staff to get him more involved. I know you, know, you all were kind of high on him uh, when you first signed with the team. When are we going to see him be more involved with the offense and then have a follow-up? Well, we, we, we had big plans for him last week. <laughs> Unfortunately, we fell behind and we were playing catch-up mode. And... That wasn't a situation that we wanted to put him in. And so we want him to be in the opportunity to, to go out and do the things that he's practiced all week long. And so it's all about making sure that you're putting your guys in the right situation. We didn't feel at that particular time that was the right situation for him to be in. Now, if that was to happen this week, will he be prepared for it? Yes, he will be. I'm glad, glad you said that because um, I guess I'm going to have to be the guy to ask this question. So mm -hmm. if you want to laugh it off, that's fine. But Knowing where the defense is ranked, you know, where they are uh, in the league, has there been any, any discussion in this so far? Not, I understand the the analytics. I understand why you all do it. But knowing that the defense has struggled, uh, as you mentioned last week, you all got on the board after it was 7-2-0. Why put the offense at a deficiency instead of having to go out first when you start the game off? Well, first and foremost, I don't get into all that, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I don't care when we get the ball, <laughs> whether we take it or we defer it. At the end of the day, our guys are responsible for playing 60 consecutive minutes. Our job as a coaching staff is to make sure we're coaching our asses off for 60 consecutive minutes. doesn't matter who gets the ball. It's what we do when we get the ball. Those are the results that we're looking after. And so when that happens, when we're doing it the right way, 
nobody would be complaining about anything that we're doing because I know the potential, you know, that we have when we do it the right way. But we just got to make sure, regardless of what takes place, when we have those opportunities, let's make sure that we're getting out of our own way and making something productive happen. Eric, um, we're coming up on the anniversary of that crazy Monday night game you had out in L.A. a few years ago against the Rams. <laughs> what do you remember about that game, and can you imagine ever again playing in a game quite like that? You know what? I'm going to tell you what's crazy about that. So, first of all, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a hell of a game. I mean, it was a great experience. You know, being back home in Southern California, I'll never forget the start of the first quarter. I'm looking. Somebody's yelling my name. I see four of my high school friends sitting directly behind me, getting my attention. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> so that was one of the memories. But, yes, that was a, 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 a heck of a game. Obviously, we would have loved to win it. But uh, those are the things that you love, and those are the things that we're capable of doing, okay? And so we just got to make sure that we get back and get that fire lit. And I'm going to go back to saying this. We got to create our own luck. We got to create the positive plays for us. And that starts with us having a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose at the start of kickoff, not in the second half when we're in a reaction mode. We got to come out and initiate what we want to do. Eric, you mentioned about the players having fun. I'm just wondering as a coach and from the coaching perspective, what's fun about trying to find the solution when you know your quarterback has been blitzed the least in the league and you know you're mostly facing seven defenders there's absolutely nothing fun about it okay uh we have to be better that's all Nate you know and the thing about it it's not very complicated we have to come out and start just like I said we have to start fast but we've shown that if we get about get out of our own way we're capable of accomplishing anything that we want to accomplish and so it just takes us as a coaching staff and it takes our players making sure that they're focused for 60 consecutive minutes, all right? But during that 60 consecutive minutes, you have to remain focused one play at a time. It's probably one of the hardest things to do is, is, is to have that level of focus. And when we've had it in the past, the results have, have been outstanding. But we got to find a way to collectively have it together as a unit. That's going to be the key to us getting back on track. A little similarly to Nate's question, whenever you are facing light boxes, no one's ever had to convince you to run the football, I would imagine. Um, but, but when do you decide, hey, this is a situation where we might want to try to stay on the ground for a, a couple of plays or just try to take advantage of those matchups? And when do you say, hey, I don't really care about the numbers. I want Patrick Mahomes to throw the football. You know what? It's a combination of everything. You know, we go into a game plan with, hey, we want to do whatever's best to help us to win. And so the thing that we want to do is make sure and ensuring that we're putting our guys in the right situation. Hell, it may be running it 30 times, but also it may be throwing it 50 times. At the end of the day, we don't care. We just want to do what is best to help our guys to win. And that's all that matters. All right. You guys take care. Thank you. Okay, I'm not, I don't have too much. It's a little bit different of a week. We're well into uh, the week, and we're on to the Giants. Um, Last week, real quick, we just, you know, we had a, we didn't have a very good first half. I thought it was all about third down. Uh, if we can play better in third down, I think the game's a little bit different, and we didn't. So we moved on from that one. We're on to the Giants, and uh, I'll leave it at that and open it up.
Ian, of all the things that have gone on defensively this year, in terms of surprises, where does the lack of a consistent pass rush rank? How, how surprised are you by what you guys have done in the pass rush play? Well, I mean, look, at I, I don't know whether it's surprising. You don't know. You never know what you're going to get going into each season. Um, I think I, we talked about this before. Uh, coaches have said it. I believe in it as well as most other coaches. It takes you four games into it to figure out what you have and what you are. Uh, and we, we've been doing that sometimes when the pieces aren't all healthy. It takes a little bit longer. Uh, well, I was talking with Tyron Matthew about that this week. I mean, we might finally start to have an idea of what we are and who we can be and what we can do and what we can't do. Um, but again, there's still some moving pieces here. I don't, I don't go into a season saying, I know we're going to get this. I really don't do that. So I'm not so sure surprise is a good word. Why hasn't it been better then? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, a, there's, been some, you know, there's been some things there where um, you know, some of the teams we've played have been pretty good. There's, we've had the pass run issues. We haven't gotten them into the quote unquote passing situations, I think, as much as you want to. Uh, when you're ahead in the game, I mean, go back to the Cleveland game. Yeah, when we finally got ahead, it was different, and we could play a little bit differently. Um, you know, so then you f I think we all felt coming out of that game, like in the second half, I think we felt like we had a decent pass rush. It's been a while now, uh, but I thought we did some good things. So maybe the ebb and flow of the game has, has changed it a little bit. The, the teams that – we happened again today as we did third down, there's these teams that are running the ball on third down. That changes you a little bit. We just got to get in those situations where we know it's passed so we can pin our ears back and go. In other situations, what do you have to do to get your pass rush going, your, your four-man rush? Yeah, I, listen, I, what do you have to do? I mean, everybody's got to play faster. Everybody's got to play better. The coach has to coach, but, um, make better calls. Um, I, I don't know that I have, uh, you know, a full – I don't have to have a complete solution about that. Everybody's got to play better. I think it's the best thing to say. Frank Clark here uh, after you. Uh, he hasn't been the vocal leader that he's been over the past couple years. Uh, why do you think that's been? Or he has or has he has not? It, it seems to us that he hasn't been the, the vocal. Yeah, leader. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you determine that. I mean, Frank to me has been the leader that he's been. I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, you probably better to ask him. Okay. Yeah, whether he thinks he's been a vocal leader or not. I don't know that. Does Daniel Jones, uh, you know, cause your defense? And he's also their leading rusher yeah. uh, at, at the quarterback. You talk about teams that run on third down. That's probably someone who would do, do that. That's another one. Yeah, you got so it. What type of challenges? Yeah. Um, so look at we these teams that, um, that every team and most of the teams in this league are figuring it out that you got a quarterback that can beat you with his feet as well as throwing it uh, become a, a lot tougher to defend. Um, this guy's athletic, I mean, and yet he can stand back there and be the prototypical sit on the spot, fire the ball downfield, make all the throws. And when either, you know, his offensive coordinator calls for him to, to run it or something we do dictates that he has to run it, he's really pretty good. Um, for a big, tall 6'5 guy, I mean, I, th I think he humps. I mean, I had, we haven't played him, obviously, in the time he's been in. This is the first time. But I remember seeing highlights when he was a rookie and the past couple of years. And I, I, will, I will tell you this. He's a fearless runner. I mean, we saw him put his head down in the Atlanta game. He did it in Dallas, you know. And then he did, made a great catch in the Carolina game. I don't know if they've seen it, it was a, and, and took a hit. So I got a lot of respect for him. And also, not taking nothing away from Dan Jones himself, but you know they got Saquon Barkley, got the other running back, Kenny Gaudet. A lot of them may be coming back for this game right. coming off an injury. 
what type of challenges were there? Because they're obviously real physical, and that seems to be what the Eagles have problems with. Yeah, they um, – listen, they've got a lot of – you look at their depth and their players, and if they're all healthy, and I know they have been fighting through some injuries as well. Uh, they, they're a pretty scary offense. When you talk about the quarter, we just talked about the quarterback. They got all kinds of speed on the outside. I was there when when Ingram was there, the tight end. I got a lot of respect for him. And you throw the run back in there when he's healthy. So, uh, listen, it's a three-way challenge for us. By that, I mean the quarterback's problem, running's problem in the in the wideouts. But we'll see where they are health-wise, and then we just got to go out there and do what we do. Try to get them in those situations. I thought, you know, we went into last week's game. I thought we did what we tried to do with with the running back or, or kept it at bay, tried to get him in the situations we wanted. We just didn't win those third down situations. I'm talking about more in the first half. Things with um, Frank Clark, is he a guy you need more out of and are you concerned? I think we need more out of everybody. I mean, we could go around and pick it every player, but uh, we, we need more out of everybody. That's, that's kind of what happens when you're as a team or as a unit struggling. I think everybody's got to pick it up. I, think, I believe the guys are trying to do that. Their efforts during the week are focused on that. You just hope it shows up on, in this case, Monday. Obviously, obviously, he's the guy that you counted on for the past couple of years. We all know what he's making. I mean, do you feel like what you've seen from him is a, is a product of something that's going on? Obviously, well, you got to remember the, that, that, that he um, initially, we had an injury. Am I not right? We missed the first game. Then I think he tried to come back. Then he, uh, and then he was set back again, if I got it all right. That, that's, you know, we're into the, what do we go, in the seventh game, right? Eighth game. Um, so I think that might, you know, missed a lot of training camp, you know. But I do think he's, I do think Frank's doing that. From my standpoint and what I'm seeing playing-wise, I do think he's doing that. Is it safe to say, is it safe to say with Jaron Reed uh, whether or not his performance is, is what you expected when he, when he signed I didn't have any expectations, you know. I know you keep, I, I go into the season just hoping to get these guys to play the best football that they can play. I, I don't tag, I, I expect, you know, seven sacks out of this guy, and ten. I don't. I don't do that. So, we just want everybody to play better. I want the unit to play better. Last two, Stephen. With um, with everything that's gone on, this has been the last few games with both Nick Bolton and Willie Gay on the field together. Just what's the next progression from them as you sort of see what they can both do and what they may add moving forward? Um, as far as the next progression, I mean, is keep doing what we're doing. We're trying to get them out on the field as much as we can, and you guys can see that uh, when we're playing. Um, Listen, Nick's been great in there. He's been a tackling machine, and, you know, Willie kind of compliments him and Willie's speed. And the whole thing was a great play that Willie made on that interception. We needed that at that time. Um, both guys have progressed real well, and we'll just hope that it keeps, uh, trajectory keeps going that way. Steve, uh, Traveris Ward had been out a few weeks. Yeah. He got some time last week. Uh, what did you see from him? Yeah, I, th I was good to see that he got in there. We weren't sure whether to, you know, we were, we were being careful with, overloading them and throw, you know, because, you know, quad and um, I thought he did good. He knocked the rust off, in my opinion. He made a really good play on the, a slant that we needed, uh, and hopefully he can do the same thing. We need him back. I mean, he, I, we've talked about Traverius before. I remember in years past, and uh, he might get a pass thrown over his head, right? And then we talk about this. And I would always say to you guys that the plays you don't see are the ones where they don't throw it over there. You know, and we kind of, we, we've been missing that a little bit. So getting him back here, I think, helps us. Uh, yeah, specifically with Nick, um, curious about just how he handled that Michael role, the leadership role on the yeah. field. And, Great and, question. And can he still, can he maybe pick up more of that as the season goes on? Yeah, look, at, I, I think we said this, I think I, I, think I said it publicly, that um, the very first preseason game, 
with Nick because you're always looking at these rookies in training camp and how they respond to being out there in an NFL game. I, it was never big, too big for him, and I didn't think it was too big for him last week. I think Matt House and him work so well together, and Matt gets him ready, and he's, he's a true pro even as an eighth-game rookie. Um, and we're really happy with what he's done from that standpoint. I think the, the rest of the guys responded to him. You know, he's standing in front of the huddle, and I don't think we skipped a beat in that, in that regard. I think, uh, for the most part, I think all of the, you know, me getting to him, him making the call, I think it was relatively smooth. So hopefully we can keep doing that. Okay? You just heard from Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Now here's defensive end Frank Clark and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We haven't seen the production that we're accustomed to seeing. I'm wondering what you'd attribute that to and how do you sort of get yourself back, back to where you've been? You know, it's just getting back in that rhythm. Um, that's first and foremost, you know, actually, you know, then, then just doing it. You know, at the end of the day, there's no excuses for anything. You know, um, this league is hard every day. Um, day in, day out, it's hard. You know, every team that they go out there and they, they compete and they, they do everything they have to do to beat you, you know, or stop you from getting, you know, your goals and stuff like that. So I feel like that's, I'm getting the heavy doses of that right now. Um, you know, and then it's just getting back in that rhythm. I feel like I'm getting back in my flow, getting back to, um, you know, rushing the pass or just aggressively. Um, first, my first like two weeks back out there, you know, things was kind of slow where it was like me just getting the field me getting back conditioned and doing what I do. And then um, last week, I finally started getting back, getting touching the quarterback more, um, getting back in the backfield, being disruptive. And, um, you know, just, and then in the future, you know, just being persistent. Got to be persistent, you know, and that's the key, you know, as a defensive end or as a pass rusher is being persistent in this league. Frank, I've talked to you before about uh, having that dog mentality. Um, do you feel like that fire is still there? you feel like you still have that dog? Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? I still feel like I'm one of the best. You know, it just takes, you know, a little bit. You know, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff, so you go through a lot of things. And, you know, everybody goes through a lot of things in this life. You know, it's just a, another thing, you know, about this thing called life. So, you know, but um, at the end of the day, you know, you got to put a lot of stuff to the side. You know, and then when it's time to deal with things, you got to deal with it. But I've been going through some real life stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, those things are impo- just as important as football. You know, when it comes to, you know, putting myself first and making sure that I take care of things that's off the field, um, you know, mental mental stability, you know, taking care of family, and then, you know, making sure I take care of my job as well. How are you, how are you feeling mentally? Like, I know it's a, it's a lot on, on your shoulders right now, but mentally, how are you feeling? I'm feeling way better. I feel like I'm in a way better place than I was before. You know, um, at first, you know, things kind of hit me real fast, and then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to kind of put things on the back burner because I got a job to do as well here at the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, you know, I still have also I have a life that I have to make sure, you know, isn't going to shambles because of some decisions that were made off the field. But um, at the end of the day, you know, um, to put things in a better, you know, more of a, you know, perspective, it's like, you know, it's just a focus level you got to have. You know, you got to be able to separate the two. You know, when you have your job, you have your job, you know, and things you got to do on that side. And then when you got, you know, things in your personal life, you know, you got to be able to have it well balanced to, you know, be able to do everything the right way day in and day out. Is that affecting what's on the field? Because, I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, that's got to be on your mind, right? I mean, is that affecting what you're doing out here? I mean, it used to be on my mind more than it is now, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, um, it's something that, like I said, you got to be able to balance. So I feel like now to this point, I have it balanced a little bit better than I did before. You know, um, of course, like I was saying, 
You got things that in the beginning where, you know, you're not too sure what's going to happen um, in certain situations and stuff like that, or you're not, you're not too sure, you know, what's going on. So you start getting information and stuff from your people and people work for you. And things start, you know, start shedding better light and stuff, st stuff start to look a little bit better um, in those regards. And then on the other side, like I said, on the, for the field, it's like, like I keep saying, it's just a balance. You know, you're going to go through stuff all the time. You know, it's not the first time I went through stuff in my life. You know, I go through stuff all the time. You know, I deal with stuff all the time, you know, in certain situations and similar situations. But, you know, um, some things less than more, you know, some things less than others, I mean. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, like I said, having that balance. All right, going back to the football side of things, you all have had success the last couple of seasons, won the Super Bowl, going back to Super Bowl. How much of a challenge, or do you feel it's a challenge that you all can get up for your opponent, even though your opponent is coming and thinking when they face you all, boom, we're facing the AFC Championship, you know, Super Bowl type quality team, where they're giving you your best. But because of the success that you all have had, is it hard for you all to get motivated, turn on the switch, so to speak, to get up and face the opponents that you're facing? Um, I don't feel like it's hard. You know, it's just a, it's just a will to want to do it. You know, you got to come in every day with that, with that will to want to get better, will to compete. Um, and having that Super Bowl mentality, you know, that championship mindset. Um, if you come in with those things, I feel like you're going to every day, attacking every day. Um, and it's about taking everything one day at a time. I feel like sometimes, you know, being successful like we've been, we kind of get a we get ahead of ourselves. You know, you start thinking, you know, to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl, to, you know, those games, instead of thinking, well, we got the Giants this week. You know, then next week we got the Raiders and stuff like that and so on and so on. So um, I feel like that's kind of been, you know, a problem. But um, when you sit down and you start reevaluating things and you start just, you know, looking at it, you know, looking at the bigger picture, it's really just, you know, taking one day at a time, you know, and starting the day or starting yesterday, rather. It's like, boom, we got this practice today and today we got this practice and the next day. And then you keep on going that way. And then, you know, um, and, and that enables you to put your all into that one team instead of thinking, you know, too far ahead and thinking, you know, outside the box too much. And now you got all these different thoughts and you're focusing on six different teams when you play one, you know, at a time. And um, I think that's key. The strength that you all have had defensively, what you've seen on film so far this season, why is it? I mean, what what is it? Because it seems as at the line of scrimmage, that's where the first, you know, beating, beating the defense at. What is it that you all can do that you all have seen on film that can help turn things around? Um. I feel like I feel like making the plays. I feel like being put in a position, really to make those plays, um, and just being able to be utilized the proper way. I feel like when you do those things, that you're gonna make the plays, and you're gonna make the plays that come to you, and the plays that don't. Um, you know, we got some unique guys. You got myself. You got Chris. You got, you know, a lot of guys in the middle who who can who are very disruptive. Derek Nadi, Jaron Reed. Um, you know, Colin Saunders. All these guys, even some young guys. You know, Mike Dane has been playing some good football. Um, you know, Turk, but um, you know, I feel like these guys are, are, are um, you know, some a unique group of guys. You know, one of the most unique that we've had, and, and athletic. And um, I feel like when put in a great position that to win, that we're gonna get a, get the job done every time. Specifically with the pass rush, I mean, this has been a pretty good pass rushing team the last couple of years. What's going on this year? Why haven't you guys been as productive there? Um, you got to finish plays. I feel like finishing plays is a is a lot to do with it. Um, you watch film. You know, we get to the quarterback, and not all the time is a guy, you know, making an actual play. You know, um, you're missing the sack. Some guys falling off. Um, not allowing the not. I mean, allowing the quarterback to, you know, slide off some of those plays. 
Um, I feel like plays like that. I was just talking to the guys. I was like, man, it's like going to a third game in a row where, you know, as a defensive line, we we haven't had a lot of sack production. You know, I believe the last time we had a sack as a D line was um, against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, um, you know, I was just talking to the guys, you know, because it, piss, it pisses me off, you know, because, you know, you, go, you watch games and you watch guys have, you know, six, seven sacks a game, you know, as a defensive line unit. And, um, you know, it's inspiring because those are the same things that you want to do as a defensive line every week. So, um, you know, of course, it's something that's always on my mind as one of these, uh, one of the leaders of the defense because, you know, I just want the best from my group. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough watching, you know, a struggle in, in those regards. But, you know, it's, we're struggling as a defense. And, you know, if we don't figure it out sooner than later, then this is going to be a longer season than it's been already. Okay. We haven't talked to you since the, the Bills game. Did you ever get an explanation for that, that penalty, that roughing the passer call? No, nah, you know, sometimes there ain't no explanation for stuff in life, man. They just, it's just, they got, they have had, I, man, I've won my whole career where I haven't had a call like that made. And, you know, I knew sooner or later one was coming, you know, seven years strong. And, you know, not one of those type of calls. So, you know, it's cool, though, you know. Talk about separating, you know, your professional life and your personal life and handling business on both aspects. Is there anyone that you lean on specifically for, you know, both things, or, or who do you kind of rely on to, to keep you on track with both? Um, I like well, my family, you know, is one. Um, I rely on my lady, um, my coaches, my teammates. Um, I feel I feel like I got a strong foundation in those in those regards. I feel like um, if you got a strong foundation, you know, your kids, my kids make me happy. So away from football, you know, when everything gets tough, I just look at my little ones, and they make my day a little bit better. Um, I got my teammates to talk to. I got some guys that, you know, are been in a similar position as myself and friends outside of my team um, that's been in a similar position as myself who are, um, who are just as strong-willed as myself. And um, I feel like, you know, just when you have a foundation and you have friends that keep it real with you, you know, friends that's not going to always tell you, you know, the right things, you know. You're like, you know, guys in my position, they always want to hear the right things. And, you know, they're going to tell you the wrong things as well, or things that you can do to get better, you know, to help yourself. Um, I feel like that's when you become a better person. Sure, I'm ask you because I don't know when we're going to speak to you again, but what you're going through on the personal side and what you've been through in your life, for young people, kids who look up to you, what lessons have you learned and what lessons do you take further? Um, I learned to stay strong. You know, you gotta stay strong. Um, like you said, it's 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 you gonna always going through stuff. You know, you never know. You can't pinpoint and know how to call it or or know you know exactly what you're gonna go through. But you're gonna always go through stuff. You just gotta stay strong. You know, stay strong, stay confident, and keep your head up. You know, the moment you let your head down, you show signs of weakness. Um, you show that you you know it's like forfeiting, like giving up you know, yourself first, you know, before, you know, you got all these people around you who have faith in, you know, who looking at you to, you know, keep your head up and to stay strong or to have their back. You know, you got all these people who looking at you. So it's um it's first and foremost is keeping your head up and staying strong and you know, you gotta smile through the the good and the bad days. I guess my I guess my I guess to kind of clarify, what would you do to avoid putting yourself in a situation like that again? Oh man, you just gotta um keep the right people around. You know, keep the right people around. And um, like I said before, it's all about your foundation. You know, trusting your foundation more. Sometimes then you trust in yourself. You know, your foundation knows what's best for you. And um, I feel like if you do that, you know, things are going to work out in your favor more times than not.
Frank, uh, when there's everybody healthy on the D-line specifically, do you think that this group up front can be the best in the league? You've got a lot of all pros. You've got some good guys getting paid a lot of money. Can this defensive line take over this, these last seven, eight games? I feel like we can. Um, you know, it's also being humble, though. You know, you got to understand the situation, understand that every team will come here every week, you know, and play a Super Bowl-minded game against us. Um, we are, we've been the team to beat for the last two years, and I feel like it's not going to stop. Um, the, the, the last thing a team wants to see the, the Chiefs are in is a third straight Super Bowl or another playoff appearance or back on the top of the league. Um, and these are things that I understand about just playing football for the last seven years. You know, when you're the top dog, you're the top dog. You know, I don't care what your record is. You go, a team, you know, we're under 500 and team will look at us like we still, you know, seven, eight and no, you know, and um, they go come in there with the mindset of, you know, being there one-on-one matchups first and then, you know, um, doing everything they can to make us look bad. So at the end of the day, um, we just got to buckle up and get ready for the ride. Last one, Frank, you mentioned your legs and obviously dealing with the injuries just can you explain what nursing a leg can do as a pass rusher in terms of how you're trying to attack a quarterback and, and how much can that improve if you feel better with each week with your legs under you yeah um you kind of lose your legs you know and I got hurt kind of at a weird point in this in the in the season you know it was like second week of camp like second and a half week of camp or whatever where it was like I'm like, damn, like, I was just getting that groove, you know, that camp grooves, feeling the, you know, battling through the pain and all the stuff that happens in camp, the heavy legs. I just got my legs back in camp. And then it was like, boom, injury. First it tweaked. Then I'm like, all right, it tweaked. I got to chill out. And I told myself that I didn't chill out. Three days later, I tried to go back out of practice, and, and boom, I um, it pulled. Then I, um, I hear the pop. I'm like, damn, all right, pop. I'm like, all right, now I got to sit down. So I sit down for all those weeks. I come back. Um, I'm practicing, trying to get right, trying to get right. Then it happened on the other side. I'm like, wow. So now I'm, I've spent probably a month and a half almost of not doing no true running, not doing no true pass rushing, not really doing nothing as far as that, not doing no lower body work. So now in all the work I've spent in the off season, it's, it's basically went to waste because I spent seven weeks not doing nothing lower body. So now I got to basically work overtime to get back. So now I spent now you spend the, the next few weeks getting back for a game and getting back in physical condition so that I can go and perform the right way. So now you see you see okay I'm using the game as conditioning. I'm using the game. Those are my first true reps actually is in the live game against an opponent. And um you know I'm also I'm trying to be there for my team. So, you know, I'm, I've never been the type, you know, like I said, I've been blessed my whole career to, you know, not have a, a very, you know, a substantial injury to a point where it's held me out for, you know, a long time. This is the longest I've been out of football, you know, prior, you know. Um, so it was kind of new to me, you know. I was, it's kind of, that's where I said the mental battle came into play where it was like, damn, you know, I'm going through all this stuff on this side, but then I got to deal with this. So it was all a lot, you know, and then I, I start putting different stuff in perspective like, man, I've been seven years in the league, and this is the first time something like this has happened. I'm like, boy, you blessed. Like, you complaining about some stuff where you got guys who who's, who had multiple injuries, been out, you know, barely played football for two years straight, and you complaining about a hamstring or two. You know, I'm like, I'm like and I told myself, I'm like, it's more serious stuff going on in this world than, you know, your hamstrings. You know, as funny as it sounds. But, um, you know, once I put that in perspective, I was like, you know, get right, 
go out there. You know, I don't, y'all know me, I'm not really into the media and, you know, I'm not talking about y'all, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like the media, like, you know, how they be on Instagram and Twitter. Like, I kind of use them as, you know, bait or whatever. But, you know, I'm not really into that, so it don't bother me. So I'm like, you know, you got to get right because I understand, I see what's going on at practice. You know, I'm the vocal one on the D-line. I'm the one who kind of call, make the, you know, call the shots as far as, you know, what we doing, the games, you know, pass rush and stuff like that on that side of the um, ball. So it was like, you know, seeing that and seeing the problems, you know, you watch them develop and you watch the communication start to fail. So then you get in the season and you watch what happens on that level. And then it's like, dang, you know, I wish I could be there for my team. So that's, that's when the urgency of me trying to get back comes into play. So now it's like, oh, man, I get hurt again. And then it was like, man, just buckle down, get right, get healthy, because that's how you can help your team the most. And um, once that happened, you know, I got right, got healthy, got right mentally, got right physically. And then um, I'm back out there just, you know, able to play football and enjoy what I love to do. Okay. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate y'all. Fire away. We get to see uh, Tyreek Hill back as a returner very often. <laughs> the decision to put him back there uh, in the first half last week. Well, I was yelling for uh, McColl, and McColl wasn't right there because we went to a, a different return. It was a special return we had, and, and Tyreek just jumped in there to, to take it. It was one of those, it wasn't. I wasn't asking for Tyreek. It just ended up being he was the guy that was available at that time. So, and, and he, he he loves to jump in there too. Yeah, by the yeah, way, yeah. So he. he he wants to be part of it. He wanted to do something. He wanted to make something happen, you know, at that point. Do we expect to see that Monday or just in the near future? See more yeah, I mean, you never know. We got a lot of returners. I say this before. We have a lot of guys that do a lot of different things, and we have special returns for each guy, you know, and, uh, you know, you could see that at any time, something, something special. The 57-yarder, uh, yeah. how confident were you when you said you guys said uh, Confident because, you know, our, our line was right around in there, you know, and, I'm, and whatever that spot is, is I'm, I'm confident that he can make it. He's confident that he can make it. Um, you know, it just didn't happen. I mean, it was a, his first miss, and, you know, nobody's more upset than he is. <laughs> you know, he's, he's so hard on himself. Uh, but uh, he'll bounce back and, you know, get the next one. Kind of an unusual situation because the sack made that such a deep field goal. I assume you guys thought you were in field goal range before that sack occurs. Can you kind of take me through the, the communication? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. The communication broke down. It was my fault. I mean, that whole the reason why we caused the timeout that, you know, I just I didn't communicate well enough with Andy. That was my fault. So, you know, because I sent the punt, obviously, I sent the punt team out and then we had the switch and it was too too much time. We called it, we called the timeout. So that's, that's where that went on that. So, um, you know, we won't make that mistake again. But, yeah, I mean, that, that situation, you know, you're thinking field goal at least, right, at that point. But then, this, you know, then that kind of sets you back. And now it's in that gray area. You know, is it a go? Is it a not? You know, do you want to play field position? You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to go for it? I mean, those are three options that we had there. So, um, you know, I just didn't communicate it well enough. It was my fault.